Hello and welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild podcast. Uh, once again, unfortunately, scheduling issues came about. This time, it was nobody's fault. It was totally uncontrollable, but end result's the same. Paul is not here um, for one more week. Hopefully, he will be back again soon, but unfortunately, just uh, circumstances of life. In his place, I have a very good friend of mine, Anna Vigu. She is uh, an administrator of the Classic Gamers Guild Facebook group and a lifelong gamer. So welcome to the show, Anna Vigu. Did I pronounce your name properly this time? Thanks a lot. You got my name right, so... I, I usually screw up... I usually screw up one part of it at least. Uh, I don't know what it is because I know what your name is, but then I just can't ever pr- like say it properly. It's not like it's ever complicated either. I just, yeah, I'll screw something up. I, um, I, I have to admit, um, it's harder for me to start this episode because normally I just like, uh, I just trash talk Paul for a while and I just, I can't bring myself to do that to you. <laughs> oh man, then you should play Mad Libs more with me, I guess, <laughs> and we'll learn to trash talk each other. You've got to get in on that beer club. Primarily, you are a lifelong gamer, and for pretty much the duration of that time, I believe you were a big fan of Leisure Suit Larry, which is a game that we have not really had a chance to talk about very much on the show. Uh, I myself am only kind of familiar with a couple of the games, so I wanted to bring an expert on here to guide me through it. Well, you can't talk about Leisure Suit Larry without talking about uh, Donald Duck's Playground. (laughs) That's a... That's where my original uh, allogication came from. Oh, right. I I forget that uh, he worked on that. So you you played that first? I did. uh, That I I had a few years of of getting into math and throwing fruit. Were you like uh, counting um... my nickels? (laughs) Counting your what? Counting my nickels. I mean, there was a, oh, a nickel nickels. store. Okay. It starts Sorry. as a penny store, but as <laughs> as you get better, it progresses into a higher denomination. So okay, I I didn't hear you say nickels. It just it's an Al Low game, so I kind of assumed <laughs> you said something else. Um, you brought so... me up right right from the beginning. Oh my! <laughs> so is is this how it started? You were kind of like you played Donald Duck's Playground, and then you're like, um, hey, I like this Al Low guy. What's another game he did? And then you're like, hey, this this is probably along the same lines. My whole history is super random. My dad would just bring home games, and I, I didn't really have any say on it one way or the other. And they'd be traded usually at a, a used game shop, or he'd go to Tesseract, or he'd go to Radio Shack. We, we Victoria was a hotbed of PC games in the late 1980s and early 1990s, and I didn't even have to do the work. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, so, uh, for the for the benefit of the listeners, this is Victoria, British Columbia. That's right. Right over on the West Coast, the capital of British Columbia. Not that's that correct. anybody would know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's um, just like everyone thinks Toronto is the capital of Canada. Um, <laughs> uh, Vancouver is not the capital of BC. <clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, so... So specifically Leisure Suit Larry, uh, did you start with the first game? How, how old were you when you first played this, in fact? Uh, it was about two months after my ninth birthday, and my dad came home with it in a box. So I, I kind of had an idea what to expect. <laughs> Do you still have that <laughs> right box? From the, 
<laughs> I do still have the box, uh, just of that one. Very few, but I've kept some. With the cocktail and, napkin, uh, this is a very this is a very important uh, piece of uh, computer game history here. No, I don't have the. I actually only have a slip cover. Ah, uh. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But yeah, he presented me with this game and, and he said, here, you can play it as he did with most of the games he gave to me. And and so I got it and I installed it and it presented me with these questions. And, and instantly, because you know what, Rick, when you're nine years old, you're really smart. I said, this is just another puzzle because I'd already played King's Quest four by now. I knew what was up. So I like I wrote down the question. And I wrote down the answers. And if I got it wrong, <laughs> I'd cross it out. And if I got it right, I'd just circle it. And eventually you have a little guide. It's just, it's another part of the game, right? Yes, that's right. It's it's not an age test. It's, are you smart enough to be, to have gotten past it? <laughs> yeah. Are you bored? Is this the only game you're playing right now? And are you super intrigued by that box? Go. <laughs> now, uh, you're from a gaming family uh at, at least your dad your mom too she was a computer graphics artist and she plays free cell like a boss i would call <laughs> that a gamer okay <laughs> hey, hey it's fine there's no gatekeeping here if you can play a game awesomely then you're a gamer or at all then you're a gamer um but i'm just curious it's like that's what i love about you guys <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess my uh i guess where i'm going with this is did uh did, did you play it as a family, Leisure Suit Larry, when you were nine years old? I, my dad would come up and see what was up and he'd make jokes. He'd say, has a dog peed on your leg lately? But but he did did he pl <laughs> did he play it before you did, at least? Or did, no, did he know? He'd, he'd watch, we'd play it together. He'd watch it over my shoulder, but he, he never got, he never, I don't think he ever completed a single Sierra game at any time. He was just interested because I was interested. Ah. That's great. I mean, I, I totally came from um, a family where my parents had nothing but utter contempt for video games. So this, this is the kind of oh, stuff no. I need to live vicariously through uh, through you and others. I'll give you the love. Yeah, my dad was, he played nothing but shooters. As soon as Half-Life came out, he's like, this is a whole new world. Because, you know, we were into Blake Stone and Duke Nukem. And this sort of thing was really blowing him away. And then as they'd get into Call of Duty and, and more of the war games where you could do strategy stuff, he was just, oh, he had so much fun with it. But now, Heroes of Might and Magic 3, every day, all day, if he's not reading a book. Oh, that's awesome. That that's the kind of retirement I want. Totally. <laughs> and no, it's, it's great because I I know you take care of him. I know that you uh um you play games with him, so that's really cool. That's sort of come full circle like that, or or is that a semicircle? Uh, I'm not sure exactly how circles work. Apparently, <laughs> but um, so it's a uh, yeah. So gaming family. Um, so this would have been like the late '80s, early '90s, probably mid to late '80s around this time. So she, when Leisure Suit Larry came out, so very, very different time back then compared to what it is now. What was it like in basically the heat of the '80s and being, especially a very a young impressionable gamer? Uh, what was it like playing Leisure Suit Larry at this particular time, at that particular time of your life? It fed into the part of my brain that was just aching to be fed. It was it was funny and it was raunchy. I mean, I was playing Space Quest Four at the same mm -hmm. time and 
those two games bounced off of each other. And then once I, once I started seeing in-jokes as I got further into series, I mean, you, you want to find them mm -hmm. all. Yes, that's uh, right. So, it, yeah, it was good to learn to wear a condom. <laughs> At nine, yeah. At any age. I mean, you need to know to be <laughs> safe. And if you don't put your pants back on, you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> It's uh, it, it's definitely something you should know before it becomes important. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> it's probably saved some teenage pregnancies happening right there with this. Leisure game. suit, Larry, save the. It, yeah. It it saved it saved about as many as it caused. <laughs> what better anti-hero, <laughs> right? That white polyester suit. I mean, you imagine him. He doesn't. He thinks women's lib is a strip joint in East Fresno. He is he just. He doesn't even know what he wants. Leisure Suit Larry One is like one of the only Leisure Suit Larry games I played. I played one and I played three, and um, even then, I only played like once a piece. I played Leisure Suit Larry One quite recently, like probably a couple of years ago. Um, or maybe just like a little bit more than a couple of years ago. And I was surprised how much I liked it. Like I, I kind of grew up, I missed out on Leisure Suit Larry because I didn't really think that I was going to enjoy that kind of humor. I, I wasn't really sort of the guy who... Well, for the benefit of the listeners, um, what just happened was uh, there was a little bit of a connection error. So we uh, accidentally dropped the recording uh, while I was mid-sentence, and I totally forgot what I was saying. So uh, we're back now, obviously, and we're. I'm going to just move on to the next thing. I'm sorry, I totally don't know what I was talking about at the time that we... Um... Well, just to pick up on it, um, you were talking about... Uh, I, I was just... I was going to comment and say you weren't sure that you'd be interested in Leisure Suit Larry. And yes. for me... Because I didn't have a choice, they were brought to me. It actually <laughs> removed that element altogether. So I'm like, hmm, let's learn more about, uh, oh, sex. Okay. <laughs> because number one was a lot raunchier than number two. And then people complained that number one was too raunchy and number two wasn't raunchy enough. enough and then right. number three, they kind of went back in the raunchy direction a little bit again. Right, right. Um, mm -hmm. okay. So, wow. You actually remembered what I was saying better than I did. Good job. Um, <laughs> uh, that, that's why I have you here. You're the one who knows things. <laughs> uh, that's a little, uh, inside joke amongst administrators of the classic gamers guild. Anna is actually my source of information. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I, I was actually really surprised at how much I really liked Leisure Suit Larry one. Uh, it, it was raunchy, but I didn't think he was like, uh, it was a raunchy topic more so than it was actually that raunchy. Like it kind of was, it, it was, it's hard to really describe it. It, it wasn't as raunchy <laughs> as I was expecting, even though it is obviously pretty raunchy, but, uh, that is the most <laughs> I have ever used the word raunchy in such a short period of time. <laughs> well, you know, and they didn't write all of it, of course. I mean, the, the going from soft porn, they, they kept the girls, the three girls, and they, they kind of kept the gist but they they switched up the text and they kept the environments but it, it is it's the same different game but the the fact that they were able to build on soft porn i think really upped the level of what leisure suit larry became as a graphic game right okay so you actually played soft porn adventure then 
not till I was an adult, but I was shocked at how similar it was and then how distinctly different it became as you played through it. Oh, okay. So is, um, uh, so do they keep the names of the characters the same? Like, is it still, uh, Fawn and Eve and, um, uh, Faith and uh, I can't remember who else is in there, but was it all the yeah, same? Yeah, th- they, they kept the names that were there. There, there were a lot of names that weren't. For example, Larry. It was you, kind of like the hero. It oh, was a generic okay. person. And then they they created a character. They're like, well, who is this guy? Well, this guy lives with his mom. How old is he? He's like, well, he's thirty eight years old. And what does he do? He's he's like the quintessential nerd, but he doesn't want to be. And he, he's getting cravings to be somebody who he isn't yet. And, and he wants to branch out and find out how to be that person. I just like the focus of that first game. Like there was, um, uh, you know, you, you get a game like police quest where you just sort of, you start out just doing the beat and then eventually a story comes along Uh space quest. You just kind of have to survive the first little bit. And eventually you figure out what you have to do. Um, Leisure Suit Larry, especially for the AGI era of games. Uh, I guess that and King's quest are the, are the ones where you, they actually like set you out with a purpose. Whereas King's quest one was sort of uh you need to find these treasures now go uh, leisure suit. Larry was <laughs> okay. Well, before I turn 40, I need to get laid at least once. And um, it's yeah. kind of interesting to have come across that. Cause I really didn't know exactly what leisure suit. Larry was about until I played it just a couple of years ago. And it's sort of like, Oh, that's actually kind of, um, um, that, that's, it, it's cool that they had that sort of focus to it, to the story. Well, the graphics are misleading. You look at the graphics and you think King's quest one space quest one police quest one, they all came out at the same time, but there is, there's a certain je ne sais quoi to, to leisure suit Larry. It's like that next level. I'm not saying it's better than the other games. It just, it, it came a little bit ahead. And I, and I think the fact that it was based on another game gave it that little extra hit up. Even though it was raunchy, that doesn't remove from its uh, writing and humor and music mm-hmm. and uh, graphics. Yeah, that's a very good point. So you, uh, do, do your, you have, you have a couple kids, uh, two or three or how many kids do you have? Three of them. Yeah. Three of them. <laughs> um, I, I always forget everyone. When you get to the point where everyone has kids, you kind of, I, I kind of forget who has how many, uh, and they're all, what, what, how old's the youngest? The youngest is just turning nine in September. Is he playing Leisure Suit Larry? He's not super interested in Leisure Suit Larry. (laughs) Uh, Even when I'm playing it, he'll look over because, you know, it's bright and it's sexy and it's funny. But I I often have the speech turned off. So he's doing his own thing. He's more interested in uh, Quest for Glory 5 right now. Uh, His older brother has been doing speedruns. So. Oh, great. So he is uh, he is being raised the Sierra style. Oh, oh, of course, because yeah. they see me playing it and I make it enticing. <laughs> <laughs> they think it's actually I don't know why my kids think I'm cool. And even as they're teenagers <laughs> and in their 20s, they're still like, hey, mom, why don't you tell me more about that Sierra game? And I appreciate it. <laughs> that's cool, because that's actually one of the questions. That's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. It's sort of like, you know, when you have kids, um, and your kids range from pretty young to, I think, young adult at this point. And, um, you know, obviously 
time goes on and video games just keep getting more and more and more advanced. Uh, they advance faster than I'm pretty sure they advance faster than any other real um, entertainment media, given the how relatively young it is. So I'm, I'm just always kind of interested to know, do do kids have the desire to go back and play what is actually quite relatively primitive by now? compared to you get like the uh horizon zero dawn or something these days or just like super polished like super realistic just action-packed just depth of gameplay and just like such an awesome game and then you go back to like uh five pixels trying to bang six pixels because that one has one pixel for boobs (laughs) so basically what my question is in short form is do, do do kids go back and play how how do they enjoy going back to play the uh these old like pioneering games? Uh, it's strategic. I, I like to play it. I like to have them watch me play it. Uh, when my older kids were younger, I would say you're not allowed any video games or TV unless you play Quest for Glory One <laughs> EGA. I'm not joking, and it worked. All of the kids played it because back then I I had limits on that stuff. Uh, the newest kid, he's intrigued because I think he thinks us gamers are cool because we talk about YouTube personalities and and I talk about games that are new as well as games that are old and games that are independent. And and I think what we are a part of, the Classic Gamers Guild, that's that's a big part of what we are. We are classic gamers. We're not Mm -hmm. just talking about classic games. It's, It's all connected because Leisure Suit Larry influenced games that we're playing today that that started the road to people drawing maps or learning how to get a taxi started the road to mass effect (laughs) yeah which (laughs) led you to mass effect too i mean (laughs) and how was um i mean i I don't want this to sound in any way demeaning or anything but you know just being the time i remember in the 80s growing up um and video games were very much looked at as like the boys toys like that that's like what they play and the girls aren't supposed to like um the the video games that's kind of like maybe that's just sort of where i was but that's um that was very much the mentality of it like this is what boys do i I know girls who claim to have played games back when i was in elementary school and they got uh you know (laughs) funny enough it's not like very much has changed (laughs) you know you get all the boys like no you don't play games (laughs) and all that kind of thing and um oh man really nothing's changed in that regard i just that's depressing um the more things change the more they stay the same (laughs) i tell you what yeah god man as as soon as i said that i i just suddenly realized how (laughs) that still happens today um how was it like like did you have a lot of uh gamer friends did you have a lot of did you have uh did you make a lot of friends with the guys as a result or you know what was it like growing up as a kid in the 80s as a female gamer it was a lot of bringing friends over and saying here why don't you watch me play this game it's called king's quest it's super cool i'm in the cave right now so i'm just kind of walking (laughs) around on this amber monochrome screen no Mm -hmm. no shh just watch (laughs) And I'm going to find my way through without this guy killing me. Now, I'm going to teach you how to spell chasm. That's right. You don't even know what it is, do you? Do you even know what a uvula is? Yeah. No, my friends were not into that at all. None of them. 
<laughs> boys or girls. I, I, I met one in grade eight. He lent me Willie Beamish. Thank you, Ben. You're awesome. But that's about it. <laughs> You've gamed pretty consistently over the years since then. Like once you started, you kind of kept going, I assume. Uh, I, the only reason I ask this is because I've had lulls where I've got like totally just dropped off and not gamed for certain periods of time. So you were pretty consistently gaming all the way through life? Yeah, I mean, I, I do jump onto consoles here and there. I'm not PC exclusive by mm. any means. I mean, Nintendo's, PlayStation's, I still have uh, all my classic consoles, but I also have a classic computer so I can run some of the older games. So you get the best of all the worlds, really. And I mean, there's, there's so many activities to do with the family and things to talk about uh, when it comes mm. to video games of any system. I told you was going to go somewhere with that line of questioning, and I totally forgot where I was going to go. Um, so did you, uh, I, I think pretty much all of the games, like the first in the series of most of their signature series, uh, have been remade into VGA games. So did you... Did you go back and play Leisure Suit Larry 1 when it was uh, remade into VGA? I remember being really excited about it. I, I got given Leisure Suit Larry VGA a little bit late in the game, but also Police Quest the one, the VGA remake, uh, at about the same time. And mm -hmm. I didn't really get anywhere with the <laughs> Police Quest VGA remake. I just, uh, I tried, but the spirit was different and the, the controls were not what I was looking for at the did time. You, and, did you play Police Quest 1? Uh, did you play Police Quest 1, the original, before the VGA version? Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, Police Quest was another one of those lucky games that landed in my lap and, and changed my life because it made me interested in guns and mm -hmm. police procedurals. And I love paperwork and researching. <laughs> those games are just fun. <laughs> so, yeah, by the time VGA came out, I, I was intrigued to play it because I wanted to know what I wasn't asking. And, and this is what I used VGA versions for. It was, what questions am I missing? Where am I not getting points in the EGA version? Because it's, it's showing you, it's kind of laying it out like a map and saying you can ask all of these questions. And if you ask all of these questions, you have access to all of these questions. And there's points if you follow that conversation tree to the correct place and and then you take that and you write down stuff that's interesting and then you can go back and play uh, EGA and find out if you get a different <laughs> response. So VGA is basically a guide to playing EGA better. It's like a hint book kind of for <laughs> games I never got a hint book for you know but Freddie Farkas I needed a real hint book because of prescriptions and stuff but mm -hmm. you know not those other games. Was there a lot of difference between Legion Suit Larry 1, uh, EGA, and it VGA? It was more round, and it it still seemed dirty in a satisfying way to me. It was great to see everything with a little bit more clarity. I I, I still find the EGA sexier, but uh, the VGA visually intriguing. And I really appreciate hand-drawn art and other things that they did. Uh, the voices were interesting. I, I always listen to the voice at least once when mm. I play a game, just to, just to get the mood of who they want the characters to now be and to represent, because it, it's different when you don't have a voice. You, you re represent what they sound like in your own head. Right. I was actually, um, th that was actually something I was going to uh, also kind of ask, because I wasn't sure uh, your perspective versus mine, but I actually really did like the, uh, the 
character portraits in the EGA considerably over the VGA, even though the VGA was technically better graphics. Um, the they weren't as sexy, man. They, they were not as sexy, right? They they, just they weren't. weren't. They just there was something. There's just such a cool factor I find in AGI to begin with, and it just I think uh, I think it's sort of subconscious when you see something that kind of you can. Uh, use a bit more of the imagination to fill in the blanks and all you need is a sort of the you know just the idea and you see like the hey she's really pretty and you can just kind of go with that whereas when vj sort of says this is what she looks like it's like well okay yeah you can be more critical on it right mm -hmm. yeah you're like you're telling me that's pretty now and i have to believe you but with ega you're like oh man i can imagine how hot she is it's amazing the mind trick too, because I think I had a conversation with you about this uh, not too too long ago, about how uh, the I think I showed you graphics specifically from Leisure Suit Larry, and I kind of <laughs> uh, it, it turns out that the the skin tone between the different characters because it's EGA it was the same actual color, but. Our right. Rosella brains... and Larry are both the same color. That was it. Yes, uh, it was like Rosella. Was it Rosella? Yeah, I think it was Rosella and um, uh, Eve. I believe were yeah. uh, were both the same color of uh, skin tone. Even though you think of Rosella as more fair, and you think of Eve as more tan, you know, we were both surprised by the fact that it was actually the exact same color. I always pictured uh, Rosella as being very fair, I think, because she was a princess. Mm -hmm. And even though she's spending all her time out on an island, swimming in the ocean, you, you, she would be tan, of course, just as tan as a woman in a hot tub <laughs> with a glass of champagne. It, it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. I think the hair color probably does something too. I think when you see blonde, you just kind of assume a more fair skin. Uh, when you see a brunette, mm. you kind of uh, pro probably um, assume slightly more uh, tan. And then you get like uh, a game like Enclosure, where if you're Asian, you get canary yellow. <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to harp oh, on that so one yellow. too long. But <laughs> It was good of you to play it, man. And, and it made for a great podcast episode. If nobody's listened to it, go back, listen to it, because now you can see what he's talking about <laughs> if you haven't played it before. Oh, well, thank you for that, uh, for plugging me so I don't have to. Um, <laughs> uh, so... I guess what I got you here is to tell us about Ladies' Night at the Classic Gamers Guild. In the Classic Gamers Guild, where I'm an admin, we have a few hangout zones. Friday night is Ladies' Night, and uh, it's a place where we hang out, talk about video games for a couple of hours, play Mad Libs. Uh, we always have a contest, and we give away games. Last week, we did the Death Generator, where you make up different ways for Sierra characters to die. So it ties in nicely with classic games. <laughs> it's, it's super popular. It's been going for over a year now. I've been hosting the Mad Libs for, it'll be a year at the end of this August. And if you don't know what Mad Libs is, because you don't remember being in high school, <laughs> you take a story and you remove important words nouns verbs adjectives people and then you ask people to replace them with nouns verbs adjectives that are in no way related to the text that you're filling in uh, my text usually being instruction books from classic games so they throw out the answers uh, i assemble it into something that 
actually starts to make sense again, as long as you don't mind the context being not included. <laughs> and uh, and then we, we post it up and we laugh at it. it it's for no prizes. It, it's just for fun. Uh, sometimes we do caption this where you get to uh, look at a picture and think of something funny to say. Uh, usually it's from a classic game like King's Quest Three or <laughs> Garfield and Friends. You know, I don't think that there is any other place on Facebook dedicated to games, specifically classic and independent games, if you were to narrow it down, where, where they gather just as ladies to talk and make fun of and post pictures of that sort of thing. It's a really unique experience that you don't get if you don't have a female-only environment. Mm -hmm. So what is, uh, have you played through the entire Legion Suit Larry series, basically? Except for the fourth one? Oh, you know what? I, I've i totally played the fourth one, and, and nobody <laughs> can say that I haven't, because have you seen the first half of Codename Iceman? I mean, up until yes, you get that's... in that submarine, you could swear you were playing Leisure Suit Larry 4, <laughs> but they ran out of time, and they're like, no, we got to release the submarine title, mash this into here, and Leisure Suit Larry 4 can become an in-joke. We're good with that. <laughs> That, that is so funny because that is literally the only part of Codename Iceman that I know and I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's kind of true. Good part. It totally is. I love uh, Leisure Suit Larry uh, 5 now, but when I first played it, I was a little bit disappointed because really I, I was expecting a, a game in the style of number three. They had left it off and... I was kind of cruising in that vein, and it took me a while to forgive five, but by the time mm. number six came out, I was entirely okay with the concept. And, and then number seven came out and gave me that text parser back in a way that only Starship Titanic had done. Mm. I don't know which one of those came first. If you guys know, feel free to let me know. But the order I played things in is not always the order things were released in. Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, that's totally. <laughs> as soon as you can, you can rattle your zipper th on things and you can type what you want to do and how you want to do it. And, and you don't have to entirely rely on the mouse. It, it brings back a bit of the charm. Now, I know people are hard on Leisure Suit Larry 7, but it was fun. It had a fun story and a lot of thought and time and development went into it. And, and those animations were pretty damn sexy for later animations of that time period. Mm -hmm. Well, what was your favorite in the series? Uh, my favorite would have to be, now my cop-out answer is all of them in the order that they were released, which is the <laughs> order that I played them. Because, you know, if I didn't play them in order, I would have thought of them differently. Right. But uh, OK, for real, uh, I would have to say uh, number one, it set the precedence because uh, as soon as you're you're going into bed with a lady and you decide what to do and you get it right. I mean, as soon as you access that room, as soon as you accidentally flush the toilet, you know that you're into the next realm of gaming. <laughs> uh, even the death scenes, they they uh, they really took a lot of thought when you die, for example, in Leisure Suit Larry EGA, you fall underneath the game into the cavern and you run into Sir Graham and the dragon from King's Quest 2. <laughs> I think there's a bunch of people in white coats and one of them is Roberta Williams. 
that kind of an in-joke, I mean, yeah, you died and you're kind of mad about it. But at the <laughs> same time, you get this scene and you're like, okay, I'll just try again. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was pretty amazing because uh, I, all those AGI games, especially when you die, you get like a dialogue box that just says you died. And then another one says like you can, uh, uh, what was it, restore, restart or quit. Uh, so it was... It was funny because I uh, only playing Leisure Suit Larry One for the first time uh, a couple years ago. I was totally not expecting that you get like an elaborate death sequence every <laughs> single time you die, where they like you, you wander into an alleyway and it just happens, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get pulled into this room where they like manufacture Sierra characters and they make a new leisure suit Larry and they put and they throw you back up into the beginning of the game again. And it's just like what. I, I did they did that back then well you know all of that game was really meant to be a satire against chauvinism i mean if you look at the way larry was written and how the women were written it is it is not sexist and chauvinistic it's a learning experience for everybody Hmm. because that's still uh one of the the uh, very debated topic uh that i've seen a lot in conversation on uh, Facebook groups is uh, whether or not Leisure Suit Larry was misogynist. Uh, do you have any sort of like, what, what do you think in terms of like, do you, do you consider them to be sort of misogynist games? Ooh, you know, that is a loaded topic. And to me, they really are coming of age games and sex and having good and bad experiences and marriages. I mean, it doesn't have to happen at any particular age. It might start when you're 15. It might start when you're 38, like Larry. But the good has to go with the bad. And, and everybody has to learn somehow. It, not everybody was nice to him. I saw him going around being quite nice to a lot of other people. He was running around picking things up and dropping things off for ladies that were just sitting there doing their nails for hours. <laughs> so this guy was trying really hard. He just went for the wrong kind of woman for him. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yes. Yeah. I, I think everyone kind of relates to that. <laughs> Or at least everyone should. <laughs> I don't feel corrupted by it. If anything, I feel enhanced by seeing both sides of the story. Play Leisure Suit Larry 3. You see it from Larry's point of view. You see it from Patty's point of view. Uh, you know, it, it can't be sexist when it's represented in that way. Mm -hmm. It's um, th That's another thing. It's, number three, I think, is the only other one that I've actually played to completion. Uh, granted, this is the one... I played quite a few years ago, so I don't really remember a too too much about it. But I think uh, um, I, I think this is one of the first games I can think of in terms of like earliest, where you actually played the the woman trying to find the trying to find a good enough man, and <laughs> on and the same in the same game on the same like you know, flip side of the coin. I think this is like the time when uh, I, I never played all the way through Leisure Suit Larry 2, but this is the time where I saw Leisure Suit Larry actually try to be a good enough person to deserve somebody like Patty. <laughs> I thought that was kind of, uh, I thought that was kind of subversive because I, I'd always thought Leisure Suit Larry was just like this kind of like a perverted game where you try to go around, uh, you know, screwing chicks. 
And then it's like, oh, no, you actually have to earn a good woman in this one. Uh, and I think he went through in his 30s what a lot of people went through when they were younger. Uh, his mom coddled him. He he just, he simply didn't know and he had to make those kinds of mistakes. And and by the time Leisure Suit Larry 3 rolled around, he had, he'd learned some pretty hard lessons. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think that one started with his uh, his I think he must have gotten married by the end of the second one, because I think he got divorced <laughs> he at the did. beginning of the third one. He's out mowing his lawn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, no, that's because uh, I did play the beginning of Leisure Suit Larry 2. And that was actually like the funniest part is um, he it, the game starts with you mowing the lawn with Leisure Suit Larry, I should say, uh, mowing the lawn um, of the of the woman that's that right. he met. Uh, at the end of Leisure Suit Larry 1. number three, you start on the beach. That's right. And Leisure Suit Larry 2 starts with you mowing the lawn of, um, you know, the woman that you met at the at the end of the first game. And she pulls into the driveway into her, in her car. She's like, what? Who the hell are you? And you're like, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I met you the other day and I moved in. It's like, get out of here. Like, is he delusional or is she just a bitch? I don't know, but it's it's funny. Yeah. And it turns out to be her dog from the first one. <laughs> yeah, I love the connection. See, those are those are those lines that make these games a cut above. Mm-hmm. It's the multi-level humor that doesn't disrespect puns. It encourages them. Yes, yeah, it absolutely does. It, it turns puns into an art form that a lot of people, um, uh, they kind of, you know, people go for the low-hanging fruit and just sort of dad joke. There's a difference I find between a really good pun and a dad joke. <laughs> and a really good pun is just a work of art. It is. It, it makes you groan and shake your head and sigh <laughs> and smile and, you know, maybe even walk around in a circle. That, that's a good <laughs> pun. Yes. Um, as we wrap up this uh, episode, is there anything, any last words you would like to... Uh, put out there for the world to hear play games that make you think whether it's leisure suit larry one or leisure suit larry seven or leisure suit larry five <laughs> or leisure suit <laughs> larry game four that has <laughs> well and you know what if you can get a hold of leisure suit larry four give me a call i got a space up on my shelf that has a gap right now <laughs> oh actually just, while i have you here i have to, i have to ask you since you know quite a bit more about the series than i do um is, what, what what's with leisure suit larry four why is there no leisure suit larry four at least not officially uh, other, other than um, other well, than codename iceman but um why is there no leisure suit larry four <laughs> From the last I heard from Al, uh, it didn't go through because he got sidetracked. He was doing a few other projects. He was working on some development uh, projects, some other software projects, and uh, he got caught in a lag. He didn't want to move forward. He couldn't move forward, but he had a timeline to keep. And, you know, he, he just... He didn't continue Larry 4 so much as he just didn't start it. He put it aside and worked on a team and created Leisure Suit Larry 5 and decided on purpose to make Leisure Suit Larry 4 an (laughs) in-joke. Of course he would. (laughs) You know, you wait long enough and and at some point you're like, man, this project is dead in the water. It it hasn't even started and it's 
it's already over. And sometimes it's better to just move right along. Um, you, you were there with me, uh, when we actually met Al Lowe in person and he's just one hell of a guy. He's just like one of the just funniest, naturally just kindest people, uh, that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. It was a great time. He was, he was good to talk with. <laughs> Any last words before we close out? It's always really great to talk to you. Uh, we mentioned before that Rick used to be from Vancouver, BC, but he's moved all the way across Canada to Ottawa. So although he is not as close of a neighbor anymore, when we can get together and and chat with everybody, it it makes us feel like we're just right next door. So I really appreciate you having me on. I am very flattered to be considered your neighbor for reasons I will not go into right now. Uh, But the the feeling is mutual. Uh, Let's not go into... Uh, I always enjoy chatting with you and thank you so much for coming on to the show. It was great to chat with you as always. Thanks a lot, Rick. Have a nice night. You as well. And uh, one last piece of advice. Do not do a murder. Don't do murder, folks. 